0: welcome back friends lost guy F here and it's time for another basically a podcast and our guest today is spiff sinister oh spiff benevolent <laughs> oh my god it's been just, a while just
1: spiff maybe or spiff benevolent either one
0: or just spiff i'll see what yeah. you put under the your card now
1: yeah wow i remember actually i tried to get the uh twitter at just like at spiff mm-hmm. um but it i've had no luck with getting ats I've tried multiple times and every time the person just doesn't respond and I'm like offering like legitimate sums of money and they're just not Dang. even, they're not even trying to engage with me. It's like, okay.
0: That's gotta be frustrating. It happened with me for the, for Twitch with lost scarf. I just had to wait for them to just stop using it.
1: Yeah. But Anyway. All
0: right. So basic podcast, sometimes the conversation, sometimes it's to learn about a new, new thing or craft today. It's a conversation.
1: Yeah, and
0: you got opinions about Star Wars right now.
1: I do, I so, do. So, uh,
0: anyone who doesn't want spoilers on Star Wars, I I guess I'll put a time. But we're just gonna talk Star Wars at the moment. So,
1: yeah, but oh, I mean, anyways. we're talking for the most part right now. Anyway, we're gonna be talking about the new, uh, the sequel trilogy for the most part. Because mm-hmm. I have a theory. Okay, here it is. Okay. My, my theory is that you cannot lean right politically in the U.S. Either lean right or be a Republican and like The Last Jedi. I have yet to see somebody. I got one. That is, you know one? Yeah, I know one. Oh my. Okay, well, you just ruined my theory. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, it's like, it's multiple. There's multiple parts to the theory. So okay, you okay, can't, okay. I, I'm going to move my chess pieces around and checkmate you again. Okay. So here, here's the thing. Okay. If you like that movie, there's a 90% chance you lean left i'll put i'll say that we'll say that we'll say you might not lean right or i mean you might you might not um you know you're my theory is okay now you've just completely butchered <laughs> any <laughs> momentum i had no but basically basically if you like the last jedi you lean left that's that is my that's my theory so you really you actually know someone wait that's really confusing now he's, i want to understand a, this. he's a one.
0: moderate right though so that probably
1: okay helps. and he he really likes the last jedi
0: yeah he really likes Last Jedi. He he gets in arguments with a lot of people over it. Like he's one. Of, he's willing to get in fights over it.
1: Okay. What does he does he like? Uh, the ninth one, Rise of Skywalker.
0: I don't know if anyone likes the ninth one.
1: Okay, I mean that's fair. Cause okay, so my my whole thing is like I, I was I've been thinking about this, and I feel like I can guess like where you land politically based on which of the new Disney movies or Disney Star Wars movies you like, hmm. because. Well, it it gets muddy. The Really, the the two that are the litmus test is the eighth and the ninth one because the eighth one to me is, uh, like, the people that like it, I have noticed this, they support that movie, you know, they will fight you to the death over it. Mm -hmm. And every time I've looked on Twitter, because for some reason, that movie trends, like, every – and I check the trend, and I go through the tweets, and every single time, it's like – you go look at these people's pages and they are left-leaning people and it's somehow that movie just like everything else i guess nowadays is a political uh like battleground where if you, you you know if you if you lean that way you almost have to like it or or you're just you're more motivated to like it and then if you're the other spectrum you definitely hate it although your your person is like Disproving me, but I mean, there's like the there's like the uh you know the left leaning people that love the eighth one, and then with the next one, the ninth one, the people that like that are the people that are like you know SJW suck they, that type of people. Hmm. Like the only the only people that I think really like that one that I've seen are are that crowd or something else. I don't know what's wrong with them honestly. <laughs> like, that movie's Oh my gosh! Because the the thing the thing with the eighth one. So the thing with the last Jedi to me is because I see those people make the arguments. I see them like say it's so good and it's this incredible masterpiece. And I'm looking at them like, listen, I like Rian. I like the director. I like his other work. There's things in there that are interesting and good, but that movie is so flawed, like just to say that it is a masterpiece or it is going to stand the test of time or something i i just look at it and it's it's impossible i don't know, i don't know how you feel about it but i can't i can't bring myself to i can't lie to myself like that i don't know how other people do it but like even the i feel like even the most uh like diehard fans of that movie deep down they must know that it's flawed. Like, I feel like if you just talk to them for like five minutes, cause I mean, I know people that like it and I've talked to them and yeah. I, I've, i eventually gotten to the point where they're like, yeah, I mean, I still like it. It's just, I understand it's like flawed or whatever. So I, I don't, but, but the, the, online you hear them talking about it or see them talking about it. And it's just, this movie is amazing. It's a masterpiece. And it feels like there's an obligation to say it's better than it is because, uh, the, some of the political like messaging in it uh hits in a in a way for them that's that's really uh i don't know central to who they are but is that true i don't know because you just you honestly the moderate republican that i really hope doesn't exist because (laughs) they're ruining my entire theory oh my gosh (laughs) so what do you where do you stand where do you stand do you like date wait what
0: you like yeah yeah, i like it so I will say you apply enough pressure on anything, it's going to crack. And, like, yeah, Aiden's okay. Flood, I'm not going to call it a freaking masterpiece. I liked it. Okay. But I'm not going to call it a masterpiece. But, um,
1: okay. the
0: cinematography is just really good in that movie. Yeah. But, um, uh, as far as like political leanings, I, I can see that. I get that. I think even more than ever, you're right. Like, people just politicize everything. Yeah. And they try to find the cracks here and there. They try to find this excuses to bring in their agenda i feel sometimes it's uh the last jedi having all those political arguments about it is really weird to me yeah. because i feel like the arguments are just not very good like like oh great we got uh, the, the sjw argument when they brought in i forget purple haired lady yeah They're like you have her it's like this sjw thing's like did you forget leia Did you forget? Like, there's been strong female characters all the time. I don't know why you're calling it SJW now. There's always been a strong female character in Star Wars. So I feel like it's just either they don't remember the old movies or or they're parroting or something. Like, sometimes they're just parrots. Or people who just honestly just want attention. And they'll just say whatever to stay on their side. Uh, Nothing needs to be political, we just make it political. Um... I can see how you'd say left because of just how people politicize things. I can definitely see that.
1: Yeah. Well, because I just see the, the, the fan base around that movie is so strong. Like, I honestly, it's stronger than any of the movies. That one trends yeah. all the time. And it's like people saying this is the only good one. This is the <laughs> best one. This is the best one they've ever made. Actually, I have this problem with Rogue One, too, because people will do that as well. Mm-hmm. That's I think that might be the second. uh most most supported movie out of all them but that one is interesting because that one to me is politically neutral like that says that says nothing because because what that one does is fan service more than anything and so you have people on the left and the right supporting it but the last jedi i still contend (laughs) is a is a uh i don't know it's a, it's a battleground but it's a it, it leans left in terms of who supports it and the other one is the anti-sjw crowd
0: yeah is to talk? um i cannot disagree with you on that like i think you're yeah. right i do think you're right about that like it's for some reason they just chose this is the one this is the hill everyone's dying on
1: yeah uh, yeah I I, it's annoying it, how everything seems that way now but
0: mm-hmm. like i enjoy seven and eight i can sit down and watch seven and eight I don't have like I just enjoy them, but nine nine retroactively ruined them for me. (laughs) But I do like seven and eight. If I remember my ranking, I have them higher up there somewhere. Um, like the prequels are in the bottom for me. I I think what really carries Last Jedi is the cinematography. It's just so Mm -hmm. well so well like directed and the camera work is so good. But you can put... There's flaws all over the place for sure. You can definitely apply pressure on that. And at the end of the day, the way I feel is it should have just been, as much as I didn't like 9, it should have just been J.J.'s trilogy. Because maybe it would have been a better trilogy if it was only him. Like, it probably wouldn't have ended strong anyway because J.J. Abrams never ends strong. But at least (laughs) it would have been consistent and coherent. (laughs) uh by doing three directors it was like a cynical move by disney i feel and it just didn't work out
1: i but the here's the thing this is this is the thing this is the central problem with the last jedi (laughs) so everyone says like everyone floats this idea like oh yeah just do have jj like you're not the first person to say this like let jj he should have done all three of them Yeah, yeah you know or rian whatever but the problem with that is the original trilogy didn't do that. I know. So there's something very strange that went on between JJ and Rian where, and, and this is where it, it's Rian's fault, actually. Okay. Because even though, even though while I admired what he was trying to do, I, th- I think what happened was he saw that the force awakens was basically a new hope. So mm-hmm. they were going to end up with the exact same plot structure, plot beats. Um, story beats as, as the original trilogy. If he just kept going down the path that they were going, they would end up with, you know, Snoke is uh, Snoke is the 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 Palpatine character. Uh, Kylo is the Darth Vader. He's going to turn. You know, that kind of that whole dynamic of the original trilogy, which still kind of existed. But
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, I think what he saw was the the beats are going the same way, and I have to stick a, a wrench in the in the cogs or whatever and, and stop this from happening and do stuff that would alter the course of it. But in doing so, he stopped any momentum that you would have because whenever you analyze all three of those movies, you can see exactly where it goes off the rails. Yes. He had to subvert things, but there's literally no momentum because everything that uh, was established in this, in the seventh one gets reset in the eighth one so that you, you literally have two starting slates one in in the seventh one and then one for the ninth one where you basically have to start over again yeah I... like the at the end of the at the end of the eighth one you're you are basically at the start of a new trilogy again basically yeah which just in, in the middle of a trilogy that's that's the fatal flaw i mean the other stuff is just like the decision making i don't mm-hmm. understand why leia was floating or you know whatever <laughs> or
2: yeah
0: like I 100% agree. I totally agree that I I did not word it well enough on my end. Um, no, 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 I get you. Like yeah, Rian screws up the consistency of the trilogy, but yeah. it's a bold move what he does, and for the most part, I applaud the idea. It's just yeah, he basically clean slated at at eight, not clean slated, but he just puts him in a place where what the hell are they gonna do now? Like yeah, and we got what we got for it. That's why I'd rather JJ did all three because I feel to be more consistent. Right. You're not wrong. Like the, tr- the original was three directors. I maybe maybe just Rian's bold move was too bold. Uh, he needed to like do some things to change course, but not to the extent he went. Is probably the better way to put it.
1: Yeah, you can't go back on everything because then you end up with nothing.
0: Yeah,
1: is essentially. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> uh yeah it's like i think you're you're right about everything you've said for sure wow i i I don't disagree uh no pushback i i I don't need to push back because that's what i think (laughs) uh i just think yeah he he did because that was the thing from a lot of critics who loved the last They're like wow this is bold they're they're completely different from seven they're they've ended a lot of character arcs where the hell are they going to go now and then nine happened
1: (laughs) it's unfortunate yeah
0: I don't know what would have made nine better. There's too many things where like this could have made it better. That could have made like, you can spend a whole no day on that,
1: but no idea. I, I know how you could, you could make the last Jedi better, but I legitimately don't know. It's such nine is such a mess. Mm-hmm. And, and how much of it do I want to give him a pass for? Because he was starting from scratch, but like, what do you do? I <laughs> could imagine if he went back and, and I mean, he did in, in some ways, like undo everything. Like, But uh, it's like, it's like if if you're trying to, if you chart the arcs of it, it, it's so interesting. I I have to do it like visually, which this isn't a visual medium. So not really. I mean, it is, it's a podcast, but whatever. (laughs) But like, if you, if you draw it out, you have this like arc and it's like moving upwards and then it comes right back to the center and then it kind of just doesn't go anywhere in the ninth one. I don't know. I don't disgusting i I don't want to talk about that too much because i'm gonna get annoyed Mm -hmm. but yeah rogue one fan service the force awakens is a new hope so uh don't know what to do with that (laughs) uh eight left-leaning and nine anti-sjw because if you look at it the people the people that were so upset with um uh what's her name rose
0: Uh, yeah yeah
1: everyone because like the character doesn't really make sense in terms of like what she does, but people kind of hated the fact that she existed, you know, because of who she was same with uh, the purple hair. Yeah. So there's a, there's a lot of um, uh, underlying nastiness to the, the reasoning behind why people didn't like it outside of just the, the character's motivations weren't good. Um, Which I'm sure you're agreeing. You're in agreement with me about. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that the ninth movie undoing all that stuff and you know calling the generals thing like a, a uh, what they say like a, a complete fluke one in a thousand fluke to like nullify her decision making and then Rose does nothing the entire time to nullify her character. Uh, yeah. the, this, I don't like it I don't like it. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, it's not great. it's not great. I, it sucks. I've only watched it twice, never gonna watch it again as far as I can tell.
1: Did you watch the ninth one twice?
0: I watched it in theaters, and then I watched it again because I wanted to review it. Oh. I watched it when it came to—I don't even know where it was at that point. I don't think it was Disney Plus yet. Wherever the heck it was, like I'll watch it again see if I have a better if if my opinion has changed. No, no, it isn't. No, <laughs> it
1: isn't. The the writing of that one. <laughs> Oof. Oh man, yeah the the. uh I mean, the eighth yeah. one is a little iffy, but I—I I don't think I don't even know. How, I might have only seen the Last Jedi once. I feel like I've seen yeah. it twice though. I think I've seen The Force Awakens three times. I really like The Force Awakens. Me too. The—the the filmmaking, in my opinion, is was the best in the first one. How I keep—I sorry, I keep in The Force Awakens. Yeah. Because it just is like if you go back and that that whole sequence with Rey scrapping for parts in the beginning just ah, there's the pacing of it the the music it's really special and then Mm -hmm. um you don't you don't have a lot of that going forward and there was the possibility there was the possibility that's another thing it's like the possibility which jj doesn't get a lot of credit for um in my eyes because he didn't really venture out and and do anything interesting whereas rian did but you know probably made a few too many uh, big brain decisions
0: could have just made Rian 9 I guess at the end of the day
1: if if Rian directed 9
0: yeah well we don't know what 8 would be then at that point but like since Rian was he did a pretty good job of just capping things so we made him the capper instead of the mid guy I don't know this is a lot of just uh, at the end of the day just (laughs) imagination as to what could have done better
1: yeah but I that's, such a, that's such a failure though honestly because what you said in the beginning is so true like JJ if you knew anything about JJ Abrams it's that like he doesn't know how to end things like that's mm-hmm. not even that's like a, a meme at this point but it's true and for them to not know that and then just invite him back to do the ninth one because like oh yeah he did a good job in the first one it's like yeah mm-hmm. well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know why because he didn't he didn't venture out at all he, he redid the, the plot beats of uh, a new hope and then <laughs> he, yeah. d- he historically does not know how to end anything that he does
0: yeah like uh, i've watched plenty of his films and it's just first house amazing the second half does not end well that's just that is his mo
1: it's did you like um what was that movie the movie with the train uh is, are you talking
0: super eight or are you talking yeah super yeah. eight
1: do you like that movie
0: i liked super eight for the most part but it's the, it, like super eight is his passion movie yeah and super eight is the same thing of like the mystery side so good You're like uh oh, really kiss about the mystery and the one mystery gets re- revealed. like now i'm not so impressed yeah but overall it was it was a fine movie but um yeah super eight is definitely a good example of who jj abrams is because this was the movie he wanted to make for the long time And that first half is really strong. And then the reveal and you're like, you're not so impressed anymore, but he still wraps it up well enough. And I feel like that's just his career. That's just what he does.
1: Yeah. He just, he doesn't have quite the touch, like the end of that movie with the whole, the the bracelet. I mean, this is not even a spoiler, but (laughs) yeah, you know what I mean? That, that whole ending, it's like, okay, it's, uh, it's too cute. Too cute. Yeah. Wrapped it wrapped it up too cute. It's a little too uh what's the word?
0: It's funny you said that. Uh with with uh I don't know, too cute, like you put a bow on it. Um with my my sister, I watched nine with my sister, and everyone yeah. asked her about the movie, and she, the same the answer she gave every time was it was cute. <laughs> that was the response she gave everyone I was like, it was cute. I'm like, I liked it, it was cute. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Interesting. But yeah, that's. I think that that sums up Trisherum's endings. They're cute.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. The other thing I get, an, I always get annoyed about uh, Rogue One too. So I get annoyed at people that say the Last Jedi is flawless because you you're just lying. Yeah. Uh, but I also get annoyed at people about Rogue One that that love it so much because, and I've seen people say like, this is what I get. The their analysis of it would just. What are you talking about? Is is how I feel when I when I see this stuff. Me and me and my friend Lewis are always laughing about this because it's just incredible that people talk about Rogue One being like, uh, you know, having great characters and stuff. And I'm, I'm I'm searching for these tweets right now. It makes me happy every time people remember Rogue One is the best Disney Star Wars movie. It's like why. <laughs> Why it's first of all, first of all, all right, now you're going to get a rant. First of all, first of all, it is a prequel. It is a prequel so much for a standalone movie. Like it was supposed to be right. Mm -hmm. No, because it ties in exactly, exactly into a new hope. So immediately I'm out the stakes. I don't care. I don't, I don't want to know what led to the good movie. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't need a bad movie or an okay movie to explain how we got to a good movie, I would rather just watch the good movie. Um, although I will say, Rogue One visually, I really do love that movie. Yeah. Gareth Edwards, for some reason, has a way with uh, ending up with movies that are visually uh, really striking, like Godzilla. The I uh, think he made that in 2014. I was actually yeah. a big fan of that, um, especially visually. It's just. Oh beautiful that i came out of rogue one i was like man the, the the effects on that and the the uh cinematography of that that you were talking about the cinematography cinematography of uh
2: Not of last, last jedi. jedi
1: but yeah to me the and i know what you're talking about the because the the throne room scene in the last jedi is really uh is really striking but mm-hmm. rogue one I, I loved the look of that for the most part more than any of the, the new ones but unfortunately at the end of the day, that's not what, <laughs> what makes a good movie just solely. You know, you need characters and stuff. And, all, you know, you make a movie where everybody dies and you know that going in. Eh, I mean, I'm not... What are the stakes? I don't, you know, the characters, are they memorable? Uh, yeah, I mean, you had you had uh, Jin Erso or whatever, a uh, d- uh, terrible job by Game of Thrones actor. And Forrest Whitaker, pff, I have no idea.
0: <laughs> he was devouring he- the theater. <laughs> He's just chewing I don't, it up.
1: I don't know what was going on with him. Uh, he's been he's been really odd lately. Where he's just in a movie and he doesn't know what accent he's doing, and it's just it's confusing. Yeah. Like I don't know if we mentioned that last time, but in Arrival, I feel like I did talk to you about this. Like in I Arrival, so. he, yeah, he had he had multiple accents, and I think he did the same thing in Rogue One. Um, but either way, his his character was just. Uh, but yeah, Rogue One, not not good. <laughs> Uh, not good not good if you like it that's fine i'm just in my opinion as as a movie it, it can't be it, how can it be the best how how it, it can't how, how can it be the best because it's literally a, a lead-in to a better movie yeah a significantly better movie the characters there was like 12 of them and i remember two or three
2: mm-hmm.
1: and the the lead actress uh, not good You know, and it's dark, gritty. People put way too much stock into that. Mm -hmm. And people love old dark and gritty thing. That does nothing to me. Just because you're willing to murder in your TV show or like, oh, there's murder in Star Wars. I can't believe it. Like, you know, cold blood. Oh, you know. uh, It is a war. (laughs) A little more gray. Like, I don't care. Whatever. Whatever. That's not... You don't get points, you know, just Mm -hmm. for... For daring to have some uh, extracurricular violence or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm done.
0: There you go. Um, I I think Rogue One suffers from a couple more scenes could have baked those characters better. Uh, yeah. Um,
1: they, Maybe you just have less of them.
0: Or, or less of them too could work out. Um, I don't know what you what could have been done to make Okay, okay. More if they made it longer, it could have helped the characterization, I suppose. But, like, yeah, there are too many of them to focus on. Like, they're a fun little bunch, but yeah, the, I think it's just they need more characterization. They 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 kind of they try to they skip steps, basically. They definitely skip yeah. steps. Like, the machine gun, like the heavy, calls <laughs> Jenner, so, um, little sister uh, at one point. I'm like, she hasn't earned that yet. There's no way she's earned <laughs> that. Like that was definitely put in because like it's a nice moment, but it was like that wasn't earned yet. They needed a little bit more time together for that. and just things yeah. like that. overall, it's fine. yeah, uh, it's interesting because some people hate the Darth Vader scene like why we've never seen Vader actually do his job. so it was cool to actually see it like as a little scene, it's amazing. like yeah he's, <sighs> as a, just as a scene on its own it's a really good scene. and we finally get to see what Vader can do. Uh, because we don't get that uh, with the original trilogy, I suppose.
1: Yeah, it's a little—it's a little weird to have that have that movie Rogue One be the tie tie into like direct lead into
2: mm-hmm.
1: a New Hope, where Darth Vader is uh, noticeably slower and like clunkier, and then in that he's just like this the ultimate weapon. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little—it's a little interesting to see him be like updated to today's standards, but in terms that scene eh. uh, people love that scene but yeah. again that just it does feel fan servicey and they i mean they had the the r2d2 cameo c3po cameo yeah. leia at the end
0: mm, yeah
1: it's a it's a lot of it's just a lot of stuff that's like hey do you remember this that's, hey
0: that has been the problem with all the prequels really they just keep wanting they have to tie things in same thing with solo like yeah solo on its if if it was on its own as its own thing uh if you didn't know about star wars you only saw solo i think you, you'd be entertained well enough but when you know star yeah. wars there's just so much, like literally everything about this man happened in a week everything that, <laughs> everything that develops who this man is happens in a week like, if they were planning a trilogy or something with solo they didn't need to put everything in one week
1: a trilogy! Oh my god! They were
0: planning something because they gave him, you know, the the sequel bait for sure. Oh my! god. And just, oof, um, not everything that happens in a week defines a character. That's the that's the thing. Yeah. Prequels are the same same thing to an extent.
1: We got we got to talk about the only stuff you know about him from the other stuff. <laughs> you know, we can't do anything new. Oh my goodness! And that leads me right into the Mandalorian. There All right, so this is gonna be there will be some spoiler at some point. So, have you seen all the episodes of The Mandalorian?
0: Yeah, month of date right now. I watched it last night.
1: Okay, so I can talk about season one and two. Yeah. All right. I won't. I w- I'll try actually to be a little bit more general just for now. But mm-hmm. that—that's my problem with The Mandalorian now because in season one, outside of and now I might not remember everything, but outside of a few moments. It felt like, okay, here's a show, it's about a bounty hunter. Yes, there'll be a reference to like, I don't know, Carbonite or whatever. And there'll be a reference to X-Wings or you'll see the X-Wings. It's generally a show that you don't really even think of as as Star Wars necessarily. It's like Star Wars adjacent,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, it just happens to be going on in Star Wars but it's not really what you would think of star Wars because you think star Wars, you think the force lightsabers, you know, and you get a little bit, you get a little bit, you know, obviously baby Yoda is a force, but it's not like Mm. Jedi, you know, uh, death stars and all that. It's really, it's more contained than that. It's smaller. And it's about this guy, uh, learning how to become a dad basically in a Western (laughs) form in a Western format. You have a, a bad guy of the week or a bad monster of the week or something. Mm-hmm. But it's smaller. It's much, much smaller. Star Wars is always very big. Space opera, you know, you can't have a small opera.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. Season two, we're, we're rapidly going away from that. Now, do they pull the reins in? I don't know. But it's particularly with the last two episodes, they're referencing more and more, of the worst of star Wars in in the prequels and the sequels. And they're, it, it seems like they're trying to tie the Mandalorian to everything and connect it. When in reality, in my reality, uh, the prequels aren't Canon. Uh, what else? The sequels, I don't even really want to think about, so I don't want to know anything <laughs> to do with them. And, uh, uh and the whole, like car- the cartoon universe to me isn't real either. Even though I've enjoyed the Clone Wars, Mm -hmm. uh, when I watched it, I've probably seen like ten episodes or something like that. But that's not Star Wars either for me, and that's in the world somehow, but it's not. I don't consider it like real, if that makes sense. It's not canon. It's not part of the world. But now with with season two, they've consistently name dropped people. They're putting characters in. Uh, From, you know, the original trilogy, the prequels, there's ties to the sequels now and then the cartoons. And it's all one big thing now. And I just don't I'm really worried because I realized the other day that it's going away from something that I really enjoyed that was small and contained to something that has to be connected to everything in a way that it wasn't before, like explicit connections to the other properties and now they're talking, I'm sure you would probably cause you alluded to this in your tweet or said it directly when you when you were talking to me earlier about it. Yeah. Just that you were you were talking on Twitter about mm-hmm. to me about it looks like they're actually setting up to other to make other Star Wars properties. And I saw somebody else say that too. I don't really understand how necessarily, so maybe you would explain that, but I, that would bug me as well if they're if they're using the Mandalorian to establish like a whole TV, you know, MCU, basically, but for Star Wars. Um, and But it does seem like they're connecting everything. and I, I don't like that. I liked it just its own thing.
0: I agree. I think it's... At the end of the day, I think Marvel changed everything, so everyone wants to do that, even Disney itself.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: But this is the thing about Star Wars. Star Wars has always been this giant web. So it, even with the original trilogy and so on, there was always, like, the little cartoons... Or the books and many of those books are now on canon but they've always had multiple properties all over the place that were kind of on the fringes and sometimes right. directly touches on the trilogy here and there or just well it's the see it's basically the sequels where you get more adventures of luke and all these characters uh in more recent history there was the final clone war season and there was a group of clones in it called the bad batch they were there for the first four episodes. They were kind of... They were characters, is the best way to put it. And now they're getting a show. So oh, really? <laughs> Disney's just looking for where can they make more money off Star Wars constantly, from what I can tell. And they'll try to tie things into each other or use other things to introduce other things. And the Bad Batch is an example that, because that Bad Batch, to me, is not something that should get a show, but it has one. So, okay. Because <laughs> of that... I can see the gears turning for. They're like, well, Mandalorian won. They let Favreau do whatever he wanted. Like, yep. go for it. You've earned the right to do what you want. Uh, you've done a lot of work for us. Go nuts. And he did. He brought in this this team of people who just love Star Wars. He brought in people who have worked on Star Wars. Like, he brought in Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni mm-hmm. is uh, deep in, in the Clone Wars. So, uh, he brings him in. Other directors who just they just love Star Wars uh, I, I I watched the making of the Mandalorian season one. I don't know if you have.
1: Yes, I did. actually. Okay,
0: so then yeah, you know, like he's like he got this team, and they're all very passionate. and Everything.
1: Yeah. Deborah Chow. Uh, guy is there a guy named Rick. I can't remember the, the guy th- that directed Dope. I don't remember his name.
0: Yeah, I can't remember his name either right now. Unfortunately, um, him and then they got yeah, Rick. Th- they got um. Uh, I can't remember his name all of a sudden. Uh, he directed Taika Waititi. Solo. Taika Waititi and the guy Dallas worked...
1: Bryce Howard. Yeah,
0: Howard, uh, his daughter. They got her, yep. uh, Dallas yeah. Howard, in there.
1: She did and... a good episode, actually, this time. Yeah. Last time she didn't. Her I was episode surprised. last season was terrible.
0: Yeah, her episode last season was okay. And for me, <laughs> I felt like for that one was... They just had her in there just to make Ron Howard happy. But this time, I really liked right. her episode. That was a real good episode, and I was surprised when I saw she's the one to I'm like, oh, all right, okay. I have more right. respect now. I have definitely more respect after that.
1: It really did feel cynical, like, hey, nepotism. This mm-hmm. is my daughter. She's gonna get a job here. That that was tough. And then, and her episode wasn't. It wasn't. Ter- so I said it was terrible. Yeah. That was that was kind of a joke, but it, it definitely was. It was one of the weakest ones by far. Mm-hmm. Maybe like. I would say the weakest and it it also had weird it had a weird trope or two in there that was like wow okay you know it had the it had the uh, like Asian woman in a village falling in love with the uh, you know uh, the 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 bounty hunter the hero yeah yeah like stay and 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 all that and like in uh, you know I'm I'm in love with you or whatever I I thought that was weird to Mm -hmm. have that trope in there but anyway the, the episode itself wasn't uh
0: like there's just trying to the Seven Samurai. Like there was the whole thing is a bunch of tropes act in that that one. Um,
1: yeah, I mean they they use a lot of TV like structure tropes, little story tropes. But I mean, just in terms of like, I don't want to say problematic tropes or whatever. But I just thought it was like, eh, really. It kind of <laughs> got me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, scrunch my face a little bit.
0: Uh, and then she was better in this one. So I think. Now, Disney's like okay this is the one property everyone's really liking let's utilize it and so they, they went to Favre and were like look we, we need you to launch some things so I wouldn't be surprised if there was something with I forgot name, uh, Bo-Katan I wouldn't be surprised if they do something with bo either in the show or they give her her own like miniseries or something for the retaking oh Mandalore <laughs> no uh, way. same thing for Ahsoka something with those characters might happen that, or wow. they're tying them together for a retaking Mandalore and he's involved kind of situation, or they're setting up books or something like that. Uh, I could,
1: I could see the the my friend outlined how they would do the uh, take back of the the planet, the uh, Mandalore. But yeah, I that would be man if they're just giving all these random characters their own shows and stuff. Like, come on.
0: I think they're fishing uh, right now. Is they're yeah. looking to see how social media reacts to Ahsoka. They're looking to see how social media facts, uh, uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh reacts to uh, uh, Bocaton. Because like they got they got actors. Bogaton's actor is someone who she fits the character pretty well to me, and she's done some amazing work in other TV shows in the past. So they got someone who could act a show if they want. And mm-hmm. then you've got uh, I forgot her first name all of a sudden playing Ahsoka. Um, something Dawson like she's been a she's been an actor for like
1: 10 20 years yeah
0: Rosario yeah. Dawson she's been around for a long <laughs> yeah. time
1: no she's a legit actress yeah.
0: <laughs> so they've got these legit actors doing these characters so if they want to do something more with them they got the right actors for the jobs so there's always a possibility either they'll come back or like the final episode kind of thing like they did with season one Or though they're gonna do something with Mandalore, or they're just setting up other things. I think there's still a lot of room for all those. But we are what five episodes into this season?
2: Yeah, I think so.
0: I really don't know what the what it's gonna end, what how it's gonna end up, because they have to do, I assume, more with Gideon, but I'm not sure. I think there,
1: there's so much crap that they've set up. Actually, mm-hmm. it's getting cluttered. Like you've got, yeah,
0: I feel like they're setting up outside of the Mandalorian stuff just to show that things are happening. That's, that's the best assumption I've got is they're just letting you know. Yeah. bo still doing something. Ahsoka's still doing something. Uh, Thrawn's still doing something. They just want you to know that. And then Ugh. they'll get their own properties. Or the Mandalorians going deep into into Star Wars, which I don't think anyone honestly wants. Not even I don't think even Dan, uh, Favreau wants that.
1: Yeah, that that's tough though, because that's I, I I don't like. So what you're saying is really good analysis. I just don't like it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't like yeah, the yeah. conclusions that make sense that you're drawing. Uh, like if Disney's really said it came to them and was like hey we need to set stuff up or let's because okay so mandalorian is a gravy train for them you know it's the reason why a lot of people have you know millions of people have disney plus like they're now at 70 million paid subscribers i think for disney plus every month and it took netflix forever to uh to get to that to that mark and they've done it in a year i think or something like that dang um I have to check that number though. I think it's 70 million. Okay. There's a hundred million across of all of them. But yeah, I think it just hits seventy million. And it might it might even hit a hundred million soon. So cool. yeah, I don't know. Look, they've they that's so much money, and a big reason a lot of people stay subscribed to it is because of the weekly drip for Mandalorian. So what you're saying makes sense. If they're gonna set up these like spin off shows, they give Ahsoka the a TV show. Um Somewhere in in the timeline, probably not at the same time right now that uh, the Mandos is happening, but give her something to explain where she was or something, and her own adventures. Yeah, well, that's another reason for people to say subscribed because that's what they want. Um, and that's a bummer. That's that's just a, it's too the whole thing is just too cynical to me, and that's what I didn't like. I mean, I forgot. So this is a spoiler. I forgot that Boba Fett was even in the show, like. My friend oh, was yeah. texting me and he mentioned Boba and I was like, wait a minute, that happened. Where? That's just not even, they've gone nowhere with that. There was the M count mentioned, the, the midichlorians, which I hated, and yeah. they were doing some experiments on Yoda. We have no idea what's going on with that. Uh, we got Gideon who's doing who knows what. You've got Thrawn mentioned who's potentially a bad guy. You've got the, uh, the Mandalorian night people. What are they called? Bo-Katan. Boca Raton.
0: Uh, yeah, Bogaton's just the uh the Mandalores, just straight up the regular Mandalores.
1: Yeah. Because
0: you find yeah, Night Watch, yeah.
1: Which Nightwatch, is weird you got...
0: because we all thought the Night Watcher are the ones who rescued uh him. But he, right. but the Night Watch don't do the, the, the helmet thing he does, so it's very confusing. Because um the Night Watch are blue armored people and they're the ones who saved him, but I guess after they saved him some other group picked him up. It's yeah, it's weird.
1: Uh, hmm.
0: I think I derailed you.
1: <laughs> no, no. I mean, how do you feel about it? Because the, the, the fact that they're making these connections and things like I, I saw Ahsoka and I was just like, eh, <laughs> it didn't, it was like, it was very interesting to me just be, to see how they did it. You know what I mean? In terms of yeah. the look and everything and just the curiosity of how they were going to show her and everything. But once I saw her, I felt I honestly felt nothing after I finished that episode and contrast that to the first couple episodes where you had these characters in peril with real tension and it I didn't get that in the uh, the last episode although I did love the moment between the two bounty hunters with Mando and the the soldier well the soldier guy yeah that was great I will admit that was a wonderful little moment but and even the duel between the Ahsoka and the other person.
0: Yeah, it was cool to see the duel.
1: Yeah, I, but just in general, though, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't, I it do anything for me. That's that's a thing. It's like Rogue One. So many people get excited for seeing stuff that they either already know about or uh, that they haven't seen before in Star Wars. And I don't get excited about that. The stuff that excites me is uh, really great execution of a story, interesting characters, tension, suspense, you know, emotion, stuff like that. I don't get excited over seeing a character that has been in other things before now in a live-action setting. That's, that's honestly, I can't, I'm not built that way. I don't know. I, I understand a lot of people are like are, are very into that, but that's not me.
0: I get you. It's, uh, well, there's different groups of people for all this stuff like they're I think just Ahsoka fans are, are happy to see her acknowledged and put more into the mainstream uh, with this because she's always just been a cartoon character. Uh, I think it's just people, they have these things they wanted and now they got them. I think that's for some. Because that's what's been fun about, what's really been fun about The Mandalorian Especially season one, and part of season two is, it's doing all these things that if you were more deeper into Star Wars, you would appreciate because they're bringing in characters you don't see all that often. And yeah. so it, there's there's a lot of happiness with just seeing these things that don't never got a lot of attention now they're getting it. Like we get to we got more Jabba time, we got more, uh, oh, what the hell is that one droid? The one talking with T D voice. We got to see that thing actually prove why it's such a deadly thing. Yeah we got to see just also the other bounty hunters like their race do things we got to see the little the little pig guys i can't remember what they're called right now just we got to see all these things that were star wars fringe actually get some time Mm -hmm. and so fans of all these different things are happy with that with mandalore while people who never knew about those things or you saw them in the background but now they're more in the forefront you're happy with that but just as a story itself there's been a lot of enjoyable moments with the Mandalor with the mandalorian as well i really don't know where it's gonna go i have no idea because you you expected gideon to be this more well he was either well there were two ways he was gonna go and it's gone the other direction one was he was gonna be this constant threat or the other way is you got monster of the week and uh, and then they're going to do a little bit of tie in and that might be what happens in the end is a little bit more tie-in with Gideon again.
1: Yeah, it seems like he's looming, though, because yeah. he, he made an appearance in like the fourth or third episode. Mm-hmm.
0: Gideon has to be an antagonist in that. Well, he wants the baby. He wants we got his name now. Grogu. They had to give him a name so people would, would stop just calling him Baby Yoda. Yeah. Um. So they're in direct conflict. So they so he'll always be a looming threat. It's just I don't know. Uh he really wants this he wants this baby. And he has not been on Mandalorian's ass as much as you think he would be for it. So Yeah,
1: he's he's setting up to make a move in the the second half of the season though, I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Like I think it's wide open where it can go. It's so now they're going to Tython, which is another like big, if you're, if you know all the lore about Star Wars, you're really hyped about kind of thing. I forget uh, why that place. Why? So it's just a big, it's just another big Jedi planet, but I forget why it's super important. So I it's, that's back to, that might be a step back to what you like, because this is uh, going back to just things that people would know from the fringe than just being main Star Wars storyline. And if they hmm. do find a Jedi, I assume it'll be another just uh, another Jedi we've never heard of, like another character we've never heard of, not some not some mainline. Because I can't even think of who is still alive out of the mainline at this point. Ahsoka is the only one we know besides Luke, and Luke's not showing up.
1: That, that's that's something else. But to I I don't understand. This is why I didn't consider that whole. Th- Clone Wars show real to me because Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me that she would not be in any of the movies (laughs) you know what I mean like that that might be like simplistic or whatever but she's not in the prequel trilogy she's not in the original trilogy and she's not in the sequels presumably she's alive during all that entire period I don't know for sure but she's just not in any of them so uh, this is that's another thing that's frustrating to me it's yeah one thing my friend said that I thought was interesting was I'm going to quote him directly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for me, it, this is him for me. It just feels like every time they have a chance to expand the universe and make it feel bigger, they instead choose to circle back in on themselves and make it smaller. Mm-hmm. Cause they, yes, they are branching out, but they're branching out to things you already know. And stories you already know and people you already know
0: i feel like they're and, only really guilty of that with the last
1: yes 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 i think that's what he's he's gotten frustrated with along with me like me and him both mm-hmm. have very similar views on this and i think it stems from the same place where you know hey we'll, we'll reference this we'll reference this we'll reference this and all of a sudden the walls are, are caving in and like the possibilities that you thought uh that came with the season one or just the show in general are starting to slip away. And it's like, all right, well, we're going to get back into the groove of what we've always done. Like he said, something else. He said, the star Wars universe is cool. You can do all sorts of genres in it and use cool aesthetics that everyone loves, but it doesn't have to all tie back into the same stuff. Like you could have a fast and furious TV show about pod racing or Mm -hmm. swoop bikes or something. Yeah. You could have, you know, you could have a, a young Han Solo show up in one episode for a race. I don't care. That'd be fun. It uh, doesn't mean that, uh, that the people have to be tied into the rebellion. Stop making it tie into Thrawn and Ahsoka and Snoke and all that. A Western-inspired bounty hunter show is great. And that's that's pretty much it. It's just like you had this simple thing and now it's like, okay, well, we have to relate it back to everything else. We have to set up other things. We have to bring in these characters because people love them. And for the people that are happy, I'm happy for you. It's just, it's I'm slowly realizing that The Mandalorian might not be a show for me.
2: Hmm.
1: It's for somebody else. It's for somebody who loves Ahsoka, who loves the Clone Wars, watches every episode, knows every deep dive about Thrawn, and knows about the expanded universe, whatever stuff that goes on, I don't even know, but... That's not me, though. That's not me. You know, I'm familiar with some. I'm just not into it.
0: I think there's levels of cynicism to have about the show right now. Um, that's one level there. Uh, my level of cynicism is I just think uh, this is as deep as they're going to go and they're going to come back out at this point. Now, I could be proven wrong by the end of the season.
1: Yeah, that's what my friend said, too, that's, wow. that also that likes what they're doing.
0: Yeah, like we need... like. At the end, they got to see where the season ends. Um, mm-hmm. Right now, it's either they're dipping their toe in, or they're, or they're <laughs> going for it, and we don't know yet because we still got to wait. Yeah. Um, because this journey with Grogu can go all can go very far away from the main from the main Star Wars universe now. If they want, I think they're open enough that they can go wherever they want with it. Because what we what could be interesting here is we can get uh, just exploring the force from another direction with this or just the force just isn't a thing or he just becomes like not a very great force user and they're doing more Western stuff. There's a lot of potential still at this point because Ahsoka turning down uh, training the baby Mm. does help push him away from that universe.
1: Yeah, that was one thing I did like because... I mean, you ha- they ha- she has to reject it. Otherwise, it's she's going to be in the show every week, and yeah. that's not the Mandalorian.
0: That's the thing I was thinking. Was like, if she doesn't reject it, then she has to be a member of the cast now, and yeah. that's a whole different kind of show. So, yeah, she had to she had to say no to it. I thought maybe she was going to say, "Okay, I'll train them and then some big attack happens, and they had to separate. But yeah, now she just straight up goes like, "Nope, <laughs> I'm to not completely break my promise. Uh, <laughs> go here." Uh, just go, go here. He'll put up his dating profile. And if anyone's <laughs> out there, um, they might respond. <laughs> it'd be interesting. I'd, it'd be interesting to give. I, it could go bad. It could go, it could go bad. It could go not bad to give the Mandalorian someone to bounce off of with the baby. But it could also completely ruin it. It's it, it always depends on the execution at the end of the day, how well they pull it off and whether yeah. they even do that.
1: Well, so my thing about this show is like the, the execution in terms of what they are, how they're going about, you know, shooting and writing and everything, honestly flawless. Like the pacing of these these episodes, it's incredible, really, how, how few mistakes they make. They tell the stories and show things that they do. It, it's more of a question of what versus, you know, how well they do it you know what I mean where it's it's that's the the friction point for me is okay well who's going to be in this and and what are they doing that that's where I'm getting you know turned off from the show and and where I'm getting a little frustrated
0: Hmm. okay I get you
1: Um, because like I didn't I didn't like the last episode from uh what's you know uh what's going on standpoint but mm -hmm. it it was beautifully executed like the fight scenes Um, the whole it was a little slow, but I liked it anyway.
0: It's something that I figure that probably the Marvel TV shows would be guilty of whenever they come out. Is they there's gonna be this good direction, then they're just like, oh, we gotta pull it back over here, and then they go, yeah, like just it's basically pulling on the leash.
1: Exactly, that's that's what I hate about the Marvel movies. It's like what Martin Scorsese said about it is is so true. Um, and people got upset, but like there's a limit to what they can do they can't they can't go to certain places like they're, there's just they are artistically blocked from doing certain things because that would require messing up the formula that would require messing up the gravy train and everything else so you you know exactly kind of what to expect beforehand i mean they didn't kill they didn't kill off a single character uh or they would killed off like one in in 18 movies or something like that right? Like, Quicksilver died. I think that was it.
0: Let me think here. So, Quicksilver...
1: If there's, like, major characters that were good guys.
0: Huh. Might just be Quicksilver. Jeez. Well, right. no you know, you can, you can also count War Machine was killed and replaced with a cloner. Or... Because what the hell is <laughs> War Machine? Is? Um, I know. Uh, Yeah, just... Yeah, you might be right. It might just be Quicksilver, which was quite the surprise when he went down. He's like, oh, okay, finally, there's a little bit more stakes here. Like, well, it's he was, and
1: the 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 part that sucks about that that was cheap was that he was just introduced. Yeah. So it's not like it's not like you kill. You know, when they shot War Machine out of the sky in Civil War, and then he was just like paralyzed or whatever yeah. <laughs> for for a brief amount of time. I forget. Didn't he wait? Didn't he get better?
0: Uh, he gets better not in that movie, but in the, like the next. Whenever he all appears right. again, he's good. All
1: right. There's no stakes at all. The house blows up in uh, End Game. You know everyone's fine at the yeah. end of infinity war the snap everyone's freaking out online meanwhile i'm sitting there like okay well they're not going to kill any of these characters so something's going to be undone yeah you when, know it um, just
0: when it was uh when it was black panther and when it was spider-man one yeah, of no the way. other made you go oh, okay they're undoing this no way yeah
1: um Did for they those can't... who
0: didn't like for those who didn't see it coming like didn't understand um what's the word here yeah. uh I know cynical is the right word, just they don't understand how movies work or how properties work. <laughs> uh, the people are like, wow, bold move, taking out Spider-Man.
2: Right.
0: For me, it was the opposite. I'm like, like they acted it really good. I think he acted it very well. But I'm like, if Spider-Man's out, then that means either the Sony deal won't sell <laughs> or um, they're going to undo it. When Black Panther also went out, I forget who went out yeah. first. Like, if yeah. only one of them, if only Spider-Man went out, you could argue the Sony deal went south. Mm-hmm. But when Black Panther also went out or the other way around, whichever having those two go out you're like, Oh, they're undoing it. Yeah. Just Black Panther himself going out is enough to make you say they're going to undo this.
1: Yeah. The, uh. the leash example you gave is, is perfect because mm-hmm. now it's like they're, they're tied in so many different directions to all these different properties that it's, it's actually very limiting. You, yeah. you know, there's I, I just don't know that, there's only so many ways that they can go and so many things that they can do. And the more they tie the show to existing properties, I th- I think the less it's going to uh, be able to just be the Western.
0: Mm-hmm. I get you. Um, I think we're at... Is precipice the right word? We're at the spot where... It could go either way. It can go exactly yep. where you don't want it to go, and it can go where you want it to go. We're at that spot. And so we all we can do is wait.
2: <laughs> yeah, all halfway.
0: Is, yeah, all we can do is wait for next week and the week after and see what happens. I think by the end of the season, you'll know where, which direction they're, they're going, because they'll have well gone in that direction. Yeah. Now, what I will say is, if they do go back to being fringe uh, by the end of the season, I wouldn't be surprised if they do at least one or two episodes again. Where he's back in the old universe, and then he goes back out again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised they do that if that's what happens. Like that's the best, worst scenario. Yeah. Uh, worst case scenario is he's just embroiled in the center of it all. I I think it's perfectly possible he'll be involved in Mandalore, and it's perfectly possible he won't be. Things with Gideon might lead him there. Um, things with the Mandalorians might lead him there. There's a couple threads that can lead him back to that point. But he could also just skip it entirely if he wants. That'll just mm-hmm. depend on how they decide to write it.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think at the end of the season, it seems like the most likely thing that's going to happen is you're going to see like multiple shows get announced. Like, hey, mm-hmm. this is coming out. This is coming out now. The adventure, the misadventures of Boca Raton and <laughs> Ahsoka is going to be. It is going to be coming. Uh, yay. <laughs> Oh boy, oh boy! I mean, does that bother you, or is that just me? Um, it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, when it comes to uh, I don't want the Mandalorian to be too. I'll say devolve into that. Yeah. I just, I'm curious where they're gonna go. Uh, on a business side of things, I'm also curious where they're gonna go because you know PR is important, but also keep making more properties. They got to make money off this thing. I don't know. I let's see. I don't want them to. Mm. If they do, it'll make me more cynical about mm. the show for sure. So I'd rather not be more cynical about the show. <laughs> um, I think if they if they want that way, I'd at least see the first episode of three of the the third season, assuming it's the third season. Uh, and then see what direction they're going, and then I don't know. Uh. I think at this point, because I've had the time, I've just consumed all the Star Wars stuff. (laughs) Just to see, it's like, I don't understand this and understand that. But, damn, I don't know. (laughs) Uh...
1: If they end up, if they end up treating uh, Ahsoka like they do with uh, um, Cara Dune... You know uh, the military lady. Yeah, yeah,
0: Caridine, uh played
1: by uh, Yeah, or grief Karga, who I'm just looking up the names of. <laughs> I obviously would not have known <laughs> that. Uh, played by Carl Weathers, though. Uh, yeah. I was just gonna say his character, then I was like, you know what? I'll get the the real one. You know, if they just do that stuff where these characters kind of pop in and out. Yeah. That wouldn't be that bad. You know, if Ahsoka shows up again in season three at some point for an episode, someone, you know, they need help with something that's specific to what she can do. I wouldn't mind that. It's just, it's a can of worms. You know, it's it's a can of worms. It's already been opened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't like it. But how much farther they go, I don't know. But that's that's my opinion. And, and it's, it's my same issue with uh, Rogue One, basically, is it a lot of this stuff is just getting thrown in and I, I can't tell if it's just so that people get thrown a bone or if it's setting up stuff, but either way, I don't really like the options. Uh, and I prefer just to have something, you know, pure, just hmm. its own, its own property, its own thing. doesn't have to coincide with anything else. It can just be its own thing, but no, 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 <laughs> <laughs> That would be too simple that would be too simple. anyway that's it that's it I'm, I'm done I've gotten all the Star Wars out of me I'm ready to move on
0: there you go there you go
1: so what have you been playing
0: All right. so I've been playing Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity
1: oh how is it how is it
0: so uh, if you're a Warriors fan you'll enjoy it I think I'm not oh no okay so as a if you are a fan of Warriors it's if you're not a fan of Legend of Zelda it's a 7 like, it's competent, it's fun, it drags at points. Uh, there's plenty of content to play, but at a point it just gets, gets a bit samey. But if you're a fan of Legend of Zelda, it's an 8. Uh, there's so much more than I expected out of this game for really? Legend of Zelda storytelling. There's a lot of cutscenes. There's a lot of... They give you some fanboy moments of, like, you really want to see these characters talk, and they do talk, and they interact, and it's cool. Uh, Link, for the... like for. Because you don't see Lincoln cutscenes much, because you're usually playing him. Lincoln the cutscenes does get to show he's a really good swordsman. You get to really? see him just fight stuff, and you're like, oh damn, he's handling it. Because cool. did you ever play um, Breath of the Wild?
1: Oh yeah, no, I love okay. Breath of the Wild. So, so I, I'm not a High Roll. I'm not a, a Warriors person. Yeah, I didn't play the first one. I didn't play any of the other of the of the genre.
0: So if you love Breath of the Wild, there's enough in here to make you just kind of like it'll if you it'll make you fanboy a little bit. It made me fanboy a little bit. Okay. Um, I'm not saying you have to buy it now if you wanna if you wanna see what they do, but uh, it's 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 pretty fun. I enjoy it, and just the the story stuff happening is great. Because like in Breath of the Wild, we see when Link lost at the battlefield, or or I think when he protects Zelda, there's literally like hundreds of of mob uh, bokoblins and stuff dead on the battlefield he he wrecked a lot and yeah. so I like okay it's okay he's in warriors wrecking because apparently he can do that back uh, 100 years ago um but it does get samey uh, to a point mm-hmm. where you're just doing the same moves again and again and again
1: how's and the performance how's the frame drop that
0: is an issue that is a okay. big issue it's locked at 30 that's why I
1: didn't buy it
0: it's locked at 30 it drops to like 20 and below um, wow when things get really crazy and that is definitely a ding towards it because when you do a warriors game you have to be able to handle those frames or something and one way they do it is there's not as many enemies or there's a bunch of enemies then they just let the frames drop (laughs) it's okay i think if you care about performance and if it would irk you then yeah Yeah. it'll definitely irk you uh yeah the funny thing? I was like, okay, you know, what? okay, we're gonna start. Uh, we're gonna just do everything in sixty frames from now on. First game we're gonna <laughs> do is Hyrule Warriors. Oh, it's locked at thirty. Well, there goes that idea. All right, there goes that decision. <laughs> so we've been doing well, thirty frames because thirty frames is just easier to manage. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, people just at this point want sixty. So we better just do sixty.
1: That's one thing that Nintendo's been really good about is making their games feel so smooth. Like the the uh, the new Mario Kart. Well, new. Mario Kart <laughs> 8 Deluxe or whatever yeah. on on the Switch, it feels so good when you're playing solo. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness, it's incredibly buttery smooth. Love that game and how responsive it is. I mean, there's other games like it uh, that f- that feel that smooth for them. Like Splatoon feels really good too, mm-hmm. really responsive. It's what you'd want a shooter. So and just for me, like performance matters so much that I I. I held off on buying it because I thought, you know, frame drops, they're probably going to piss me off. I like Zelda, but I don't, yeah. I'm not a Warriors genre person.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Since this is, like, Toei did the development for this. They're the ones who make, not Toei, Toei? Uh, Suddenly I forget their name right now. No, it's uh, Koei Tecmo. Um, they're the ones who always develop the Warriors games, and they don't care about frame drops. So, like, this isn't Disney do uh, this isn't Nintendo doing the quality control here. They're like, they let them do the whole development. But I'm sure they had plenty of notes on story, because this does tie into Breath of the Wild. Um so the frame perhaps is an issue. Uh the storytelling I enjoy. Like, there's just so many cutscenes. Uh and there's moments that I I don't know the stones were but I'm like, oh, like just those those moments that make you really react to the game happen, and I didn't expect that. I really thought, no, we're just gonna have some fun moments here and there, and then they happen. Like, oh, all right, well, I'm back in this thing. I'm because it, it drags. It definitely drags at a point. You're like, oh, it's really cool to see how things were a hundred years ago. You get to see young Pura. You get to see young Impa, young Robbie, just young these characters. You get to see how much of a douche Rivali really is. You get a little bit more characterization with Herbosa, how Herbosa mm-hmm. was friends with Zelda's mother. So Herbosa has a more motherly tone when it comes to uh, Zelda. Okay. You get a more characterization of Mipha, how she wants Link, and you get just Daruk being a fun character. Hmm. And so it's cool to see these characters interact with each other more and see who they were just if you're a fan of Breath of the Wild. Yeah. And then I don't know how much do you know about what age the calamity is about because you see the little white egg what do you know about the white egg the what the, there's like a little gu- white egg guardian you see on the box cover
1: it's okay so i don't know anything about it i just know okay. that it's 100 years it's before it's the battle that link got to put to sleep after and everyone died but yeah
0: so yeah. uh so you haven't spoiled on anything that's that's cool uh so it's interesting seeing doing all this stuff and just seeing how they were dealing with the situation, and you get to go through some of the memories you saw from Battle of the well, not exactly—but
2: mm-hmm.
0: you get to go through some of those moments. So you, you get to have like the big, the moment when they all took a picture together when they yeah. all became champions, and uh, Zelda at the at the, one of the fountains uh, when she's trying to get her power. You get those moments, and it's cool to see that
1: the the story for for me the breath of the wild story stuff was was weaker than i wanted it to be like i thought mm-hmm. that was going to be it, it it had potential but i honestly th- especially because of the zelda voice actors i didn't really enjoy
0: mm-hmm. oh she talks um, plenty in this
1: <laughs> i put i actually played on uh japanese okay. after a certain point you can
0: do that uh, there's you can do like six languages yeah. it's pretty cool
1: yeah so i i just got i i just didn't vibe with the story so much. But yeah, the reason I didn't buy Age of Calamity was because the story I looked up how long it took to be and it was like 22 hours and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to commit that. And the the performance issues. Otherwise, it would have been a buy for me, but I just hmm. I can't do it.
0: To my surprise, uh yeah, it's it's been about that long cuz I'm almost at the end of the game from what I can tell. Okay. So they give you plenty to play and do and things like, and there's um, um, a lot of cutscenes I didn't expect. So you get a lot of story, mm. which I, I like that because, yeah, uh, Breath of the Wild doesn't necessarily have a lot of story. I think any open world game is guilty of that. Yeah. They know, they don't really have the most cohesive, strong story. Yeah. Because, like, Link, I really need you to save me. Uh, Literally three <laughs> months later in game time because you've been digging <laughs> around. Oh, you're finally here. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Thanks. A little weak. It's a little weak.
0: This is the unfortunate thing with open world games. Unless the open world can be affected. I don't know. But if you're a fan of Zelda, I think you'd be a fan of this for the story reasons. If you just want to play a Warriors game, it's like a seven. Yeah. uh...
1: Maybe eventually. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I think it's a eventually get, like you don't have to get it a full price.
1: I could just, here's the thing, if I just wait long enough till I feel like buying that game, Breath of the Wild 2 would be out, so. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm really interested <laughs> in what they do with 2, I'm, I, you'll, you'll have to play it in Japanese, because I'm, I expect Zelda to be around a lot more, it'd be nice yep. to finally see Zelda do something instead of be a damsel.
1: Yes, that's, Ocarina of Time, what what it should have been, you know, was, uh, was her perspective. It'd been sick.
0: Oh, well, that would have been interesting. Um. Yeah. Like, I don't know what what Breath of Wild two will be. I'm hoping it'll be maybe AI partner, and she's not a bad AI partner, or you just pick who you play as, or something. Like co-op they're option? together. Like yeah, co-op option is what I'm hoping for, something like that. With it's a like... Switch, it's possible. Yeah. I don't want her to just get kidnapped, and then you got to do stuff to get her back again. I really don't want. <laughs> Or no. If they want they can make it more puzzler co-op where you have to switch between the characters to do a pu- to do puzzles or things like yeah. that. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all.
1: You know what I've been playing which I've been blown away by how good it is. Hmm. And it it shouldn't be a surprise to me because I loved the previous games but Pikmin 3 Deluxe. Hmm. I got that and I have I'm telling you it is like a breath of fresh air. I love that game so much. I'm only, I don't know, five hours in, but I, f- I genuinely forgot how amazing Pikmin 1 and 2 were because, you know, I remember playing them and loving them, but yeah. it's been so long. And Pikmin 3, I did not play on the Wii U, so having it on Switch has been incredible. I've been co-oping it. It is so much fun. It is such a brilliant game. Like, the, the mechanics, how it works... There's there's just something perfect about it, mm-hmm. and I'm surprised that people aren't more in love with it. I haven't I haven't heard a lot about it, and I was looking at the reviews out of curiosity, and the reviews were kind of iffy. But I think it was because the game was 60 bucks on mm-hmm. the Wii U. Mm-hmm. But from what I've seen or what I was reading, they've added a lot of co op features. So I, that's how I've been playing it. So apparently. The, you know they really fleshed that out and mm-hmm. now um and now I'm enjoying it just playing co-op like that but it, it's so good
0: nice like I got it from my sister and she like beat it in a day yeah uh like I I love Pikmin I haven't played I, I haven't played it since the cuz I got it on Wii U I enjoyed it there yeah I haven't played it on the Switch yet cuz I've been doing high roll I'll probably check it out at some point point. Yeah. she beat yeah. it in a day uh that's all she played. She really likes the Pikmin games. Uh they're good games. Pikmin's a, a good game, it's a good concept. I enjoy it a lot.
1: Brilliant. Brilliant. I let's
0: see. Um what what is there to say about Pikmin besides like it looks nice, it plays <laughs> nice, the sounds are good.
1: Oh, like I mi- I song. miss the sound so much of the, of the little <laughs> and you pluck them out of the ground yeah and all the the, the little when they get killed and everything yeah. like all that I can't do it exactly but
2: mm-hmm.
1: some of their stuff is uh just yeah. makes me so happy man
0: I know the sounds in my head like I'm like Pikmin yeah all the Pikmins are good 1, 2, and 3 the characterization is funny with I can't remember what her name is or she just really wants the juice and she and doing all the research and everything and they're rescuing LMR and all that like it's a it's a fun game, and it's also just this cool idea of just, you you're multitasking. You're doing this, you're doing that, you're trusting your Pikmin to do their job, but you're also bouncing around with, with co-op, taking care of things, and taking on new threats and trying to figure out how they work. It's just such an interesting idea for a game, and it's, yeah. it works, and I'd love to see a 4 already.
1: I would too, but uh, I think, just like Mario Kart, this might sustain people for some time.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I would really like the developer of F-Zero to finally make a game. Like, I'd like to see all the old properties back, like it's, it's, it's partially nostalgia, but I'd also like to see what they could do with it in this age. Um, like the problem with the F-Zero direct developer was, Mario Kart 8 perfected speed, in his opinion. And so he's like, well, I can't make anything. Eight's just better. It's like, try anyway. I don't know. And Prime 4 is in is in development hell right now. And I don't know. I don't know what's going on with, with some of the Nintendo properties. But I think the Switch has been pretty fun overall. Uh, On a different spectrum of, of Nintendo that I, I like. I think it's $9. Maybe it's $10. There's a game called Part-Time UFO. I don't know if you've seen or heard anything about this.
1: No, I haven't.
0: So part-time UFO comes from uh from Hal. From it's it's originally a mobile phone game. It was like a five dollar game on the phone. It's like nine dollars or ten dollars on the Switch. It was thirty frames on the phone, sixty frames, so it looks really nice now. And it's a game where you're just this flying you. You're just a UFO, and it. And it's just literally UFO because it has like a claw, like like a UFO crane claw that comes out of it. And you're just using, you're doing like kind of like gravity uh, physics puzzles with it. It's a pretty fun game. It's a cute game. It's from the makers of Kirby. Okay. And just mention that because it's just a fun idea. Like, There's probably a demo you can check out. And yeah, it's fun. fun. Uh, anything I'm playing that's not Nintendo. No, no, just that. Oh, I'm also playing Genshin Impact, which is Breath of the Waifus. I don't know if you've heard (laughs) of this or not.
1: I I have heard of it. I've seen it. Uh, A lot of my friends are the weeb type, so... (laughs) (laughs) I know about it.
0: It's enjoyable. I would never
1: play it, but, Mm
0: -hmm. you know. It's enjoyable. It's more like a spectacle fighter than, like, the slow, deliberate style of Breath of the Wild. They, They straight up just took Breath of the Wild... And they just made their own landscapes, and they're really nice-looking landscapes. But the climbing looks silly. Like, the climb's like, why do we even- why are they even climbing? They- they just took Breath of the Wild. That's, that's all it is. Like, the- just- they took the concept and waifu it up, is the best way I can put it. And- but the combat's, like, more- more faster and stuff like that. So... To an extent, it's something that maybe a Breath of the Wild fan might enjoy but I can also see how they would not enjoy it. It is definitely the best made phone game out there because it's made for PC, but you can also play it on phone. Uh It's a really good looking game. The frames hold very well. But at the same time, it is guilty of every single trope of mobile gaming. It's got a battle pass. It's got currencies to buy. It's got the, it's got the, I don't know how familiar with mobile gaming, but like, like, almost all mobile games are. uh, You put in, like, $10, $15, and you get, like, some of the currency every day for 30 days. Like, they have that. And they're also guilty of daily dungeons, where you can only do these dungeons on these certain days to get equipment to upgrade yeah. different parts of your character. They're, either their weapons, or their talents, or these different things. These are all things that mobile gaming has done for, like, the last 5-10 years. So it's sure. guilty of all the things that mobile gaming does, but you can play it on PC. So it's like visually it's the best uh, it's the best phone game you'll find right now because mm-hmm. it was developed for PC. <laughs> like if you develop for something better, it's going to look really good on the lesser thing. And it's not bad, it's fun. But there's also a lot of cynicism you can have with it because the voice acting is, is good here and there or the lip flaps are, are... it's the funniest thing. Uh, if you haven't said to English instead of Japanese, or even so, a character will say a paragraph and they'll stop talking after like three <laughs> seconds, because apparently they said a lot in that three seconds in Japanese. Yeah, And I'm like, oh, that I can't get over, I'm never going to get over that. I'm never going to get over them talking while their mouth isn't moving. And I haven't. But there's, they do something which I enjoy in that they're not doing direct localization. They're doing it, they're localizing it for American audience. So they do have their own jokes and ideas instead of trying to do Japanese puns and stuff like that. Or Chinese. I think it's a Chinese company. I can't remember. But hmm. it's not bad. It's just there's definitely cynicism in are like, well, they did something slapdash. There's a lot of things they did slapdash, but it's not a bad game. And since it's free, there's a lot of enjoyment to have out of it for free while you're waiting for something else. For sure.
1: You know what's interesting, actually? Um, since you're a big Nintendo person they uh i've i've heard rumors that they have actually shipped 30% more switches this year over last year and they're still sold out so it's it's pretty interesting because we're at the start of a new console cycle with Sony and Xbox and yet the switch is actually still like if not the killer console it's it's still right there with the PlayStation because i don't think the Xbox is competitive
0: yeah, I, I don't think Xbox is competitive either. Like, it's gonna, it's, I'm glad it's there because there's more games getting made. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it wasn't, with it was another guest. Uh, in June or July, the Switch broke some record for console sales in the US. Yeah. So it was like, wow, it's still going strong. Which is a surprise because, yeah, new consoles are coming out. So you expect people are saving their money for PlayStation 5 and Xbox n- many names. Uh... <laughs>
1: Yeah, no, I hate their naming scheme.
0: Yeah, um... but
1: the the the, uh, the I mean, you had Animal Crossing. It sold 25 million copies, which is yeah? insanity, and it sold that amount in three months. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Like uh, um, they did good numbers.
1: Huge numbers. huge numbers. That's the crazy thing. Mm-hmm. So the Switch, uh, it doesn't have as many games yet, still, but the the or the rate at which people are buying them is is like record breaking. There's never been a console that people have bought um the the big titles by by percentage point as much.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> so it's pretty incredible to see that. I mean because the Switch is, you know, it's kind of an afterthought but at the same time, if you actually run the math, it's going to outsell the Wii. Yeah. Like it's it's almost an it's just a matter of time at this point. You know, it's it, it's going to take some time. I don't remember when, when exactly that will happen, according to w- the trends that we're seeing right now. But it, it's going to be probably like a couple of years. But still, it's it's uh, seventy million consoles, I think. Or did I just did I just mix up the Disney Plus number and, <laughs> <laughs> and the Switch Switch colon? Uh, maybe.
0: Oh no. Thinking
1: um. About no, no, I was right. Okay. It is. It's I think sixty eight million.
0: It came at the right time. Um, It did. Things with the Switch came at the right time. Uh, Well, like, yeah, PlayStation and Xbox were in the phase of their new console. That has been the interesting thing, is talking to different people of... People are like, well, why isn't Nintendo trying to do any big moves right now? I was like, well, because this is a console phase for PlayStation 5 and Xbox. Like, they shouldn't make any big waves. That's what's happening. And despite them not putting in a lot of effort, because they really haven't, they've just... Here's some directs, and that's really all that's been this year. Yeah. Like, the big releases of this year are uh, Animal Crossing. What else is there? Um, I I appreciate Pikmin, but that's not a big release for some people. Age of Calamity is not going to be yep. a big release for some people, but it's the big release at the end of the year for Nintendo, yep. I think, at this point.
1: Trying to think um, of anything else.
0: For me, a new, a new Kirby game came out, so I'm happy with it. Um... <laughs> uh, I can't think of any other major release that came out for Nintendo besides Animal Crossing. Uh,
1: All-Stars. All-Stars. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Origami uh, King was this year, too. Oh,
0: shoot. Right. Oh, man. How did I forget? So, yeah. they've had The maybe, year's been long. <laughs> it, it's been a very long March. Yeah. Um. Like, Nintendo's maybe had, I'll say, like, four or five major releases.
1: Mm-hmm. It's a light year, though. Yeah. Uh, remakes and remasters. and.
0: Mm-hmm. And But like Origami King, I think, was the big release of the summer. Yep. The big release of the spring was uh, Animal Crossing. Then fall and winter, I think Age of Calamity is supposed to be the big f- winter release. I don't know what fall would be.
1: Super Mario came out. Oh, yeah, then. Super Mario.
0: So Mario is the big release of fall. So they had four big releases, one for each season. And I guess that was enough to sustain because yeah, consoles are just selling like hot cake. Um uh, like the Animal Crossing Switch sold out within I think one or two days.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I know I mean I, super... what? So keep going, sorry.
0: Because I was I was gonna I was thinking of buying one as a present and it was sold out fast.
1: Yes. Tough tough. That's another theme this year has been in Uh, just a wild one for things selling out. You know, if you want to get a GPU, CPU, the new AMD stuff, the new NVIDIA stuff, the new consoles, like everything is going so quick and no one has enough supply.
0: Yeah. That that's partially supply chain because of what's happening and it's partially like more people just at home to buy things.
1: Yeah. I mean Nintendo's been notorious forever about not having enough. Yeah. Um but I they're legitimately doing a lot to make that less of a problem and the demand is just so great right now mm-hmm. which is pretty cool to see I and mean, personally I always want to root for them um, yeah. more than, than any others and that makes me a fanboy but whatever <laughs> so, so All-Stars I was just curious All-Stars sold 5.2 million copies in 12 days that's alright oh. not bad not bad for a you know remake at $60 <laughs> that really did they didn't put a lot of effort into but they did not <laughs> Yeah. But they, it's funny they're just they're just plugging along doing their own thing you know uh and 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 selling so much they don't they don't need to do a whole lot they just need to keep the stream going yeah and and build the, the brand up basically mm-hmm. so animal crossing was a massive like phenomenon it
0: still oh, is yeah, yeah it's, it, they're still doing updates and it's, i've been seeing cute updates with other people who play it still yeah. Um. What is it like that's the thing I keep having to explain to Xbox and PlayStation people, because they're like Nintendo's not doing much. It's like they're doing the numbers anyway.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah. Nintendo
0: runs its own race. They don't try to compete with PlayStation, or Xbox.
1: That's never been more apparent than with the Switch, honestly, because the the when the Switch came out, everyone was you know talking about PlayStation sales and everything else, and just quietly in the background, Nintendo's been. Selling, you know, millions and millions of copies of games and you know 70 million consoles. And I think the Wii number is a hundred.
0: Yeah, I think 110. so. hundred and ten. The Wii broke I I believe hundred and ten, something around that. Well, I think yeah. PlayStation two is even higher than that. Because it was a Playstation yeah. Two. Um Yeah, we the Wii changed everything <laughs> for its I'm change.
1: still waiting. What? I, sorry. I was just saying I was I'm still waiting for that like we tennis, we you know, we sports type thing for the Switch.
0: I think that Although was Ring Fit. 2 Switch, and that was a mistake.
1: <laughs> that was a bad game. Oh my gosh. Uh, gotta do a better job than that.
0: Yeah, Ring Fit was sold out for a long time. Like, there's, there, I'm starting to see more copy, more of them out in stores now. But they were sold out for a while. Ring Fit came out of nowhere.
1: It yeah. There's
0: another title that came out at the right time.
1: Yeah, that's true. Everyone's home, you know, got to stay fit after uh eating too much banana bread in quarantine. Uh, <laughs> which is something I'm guilty of. All right, banana bread's good time. Yeah, Ring Fit's pretty cool. It's like a really interesting See see that's actually from what I've seen that's that's good execution. That's what I I want to see uh, you know, the the Wii sports but um, done in the way that they did Ring Fit because they okay. can really there's so much potential with something like that but they haven't done it yet
0: that's what I liked about the Labo but Labo didn't really take off um, did it
1: not are they done with it
0: I hope they're not but I think they are I haven't seen much oh, Labo really? stuff lately okay I, but if they still stick with it'd be cool or if they just let people develop Labo stuff it'd be cool as well. Like the best What a
1: cool idea.
0: Like uh there were two things I really liked out of the Labo. Well three. Like I liked the mech thing. Yeah. But that was that was a lot of work to put together, but like that was pretty cool. I like that a lot. Uh the other one was Mario Kart Bicycle. I mean the motorcycle with the with the Labo was pretty cool. I like that. Uh didn't do didn't perform too well with it, but it was a cool concept at least. And then fishing. Uh, Labo fishing is pretty fun.
1: That was fun, yeah.
0: The other ones are, like, just novelties of showing off what this thing can do, really, I think. like, um, Well, there was also the keyboard, like, the piano one, which I thought was cool, but I'm not really musically great, so I don't, I can't fully appreciate that one. <laughs> but it's just cool to see just these ideas that they could do with a Labo. And that was the same thing with the Wii. The Wii had some concepts that you could have done with it. Yeah. Like, uh... Like, there, there's these old videos you can find on YouTube of this guy who was just finding different applications you could do with it. And he found one where you could use it as, you could use the Wii mode itself as a motion sensor. And so it could track you moving around and dodging bullets and stuff. That, like, it was, like, super hot. Like, bullets are coming at you and you can dodge them and you can shoot from different angles. That's something he figured out you could do with the Wii. With the Wii. But Nintendo never went something that far with it.
1: Yeah, so we'll see. One two switch was atrocious, <laughs> and I re- so completely good. regret playing and buying it. Um, mm. Bummer.
0: It was at least a cool. It was a cool tech demo. I wish One Two Switch was just Wii Sports, where they just gave you the game.
1: Dude, sixty you bucks for that! Oof. Cannot believe I did that because I thought it was going to be like Wii Sports, mm. but it was not.
0: That's unfortunate. It really Oof. is. Oh. Wii Sports was, was a game changer for its time for sure.
1: You think and, they're going to do free. a pro console?
0: So the rumors are a pro console. Um, I think there's a spot for it. I don't know if they'll do it but if they do it I, I will just buy it.
2: <laughs> really?
0: Because uh, then I can just gift someone my old Switch. Like I share, right. I share a Switch with my sister so I'll just buy the pro and then she gets my old Switch. I, problem problems up? Problems?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh that's for me though. Like if it uh, depends on how good the pro is Like if I didn't have someone to, to give the the hand me down to, it would come down to, like how good is the pro? Is it going to be required? Is it just going to make things nicer? Yeah. Well, it's going to make things nicer, but uh question is whether it's required or not. Cuz that's I
1: think it would yeah. help a lot.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. There's room for it. There's definitely room for it. There's people who would like a better performance. But Nintendo's yes. never been king of that. And that's the interesting thing about Nintendo yes. is why it's done more of the cartoony style is yep. they're really good at working within their limitations for the most part, usually. Uh, like Even Breath of the Wild was guilty of frame drops, but it was only really more around the start is where it was bad. And then they did some yeah. patching, patching in. For the most part, Breath of the Wild, I don't remember it really hitching or, or dropping frames too much. At a point there
1: was a couple areas, certain grass areas,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but yeah, that game is a technical marvel for how much there is yeah. and how well it runs. That is incredible.
0: Whereas you have something like Age of Calamity, where it's oh boy, it's not in house, so yeah, at some point they want screw it and we'll just deal with the frame rate and frame drops. <laughs> um, that's what it really feels like. They're just like, I oh, just frame, just there, there, there there's frame drops. Yeah. Maybe you would expect it from this kind of game, anyway. Um, though, really, when you play a high, when you play a Warriors game on PC, you got enough power to it. It's amazing to see how crisp and yeah. smooth a bajillion people dying looks like.
1: Yeah, I, I'd I'd buy one in a harpy if I there was a pro switch, but I just I'm curious. It does seem like they're going that route since they went the. With the light, you know, it it doesn't seem like there's going to be a Switch 2 for some time. It seems like they're just going to come up with more, you know, maybe a Switch Mini, but that's just like a DS or whatever Mm -hmm. (laughs) or something like that. But you know what I mean? They're going to come up with the different kind of ways to to round out the market so that they have more uh, options for people.
0: Like uh, the light was was a direction was one direction, so they can go for power next if they want.
1: Yeah, I would love that.
0: Yeah, I don't, they don't need to do a switch to yet. I don't think they do. Oh um, no! The only reason why they would have to do a switch to is if there was enough. uh what's over here? Um, evolution in technology to force them to. But at this point, I think we're
1: five years away.
0: Yeah, I think. And then they they announce it tomorrow or something. But like, <laughs> I think with the, there's only so much further you need to go graphically anyway. Like we've yeah. we've hit the peak in a lot of ways. There's how much yep. nicer can you make it? Like we can do like Nintendo's never going to make anything 4K. I don't think right. that's going to be a, a a thing to worry about for them. Uh, PlayStation and Xbox, yeah, 4K is the thing for them. That's yeah. the new shiny thing um but yeah nintendo is not gonna worry about that so i think we're just gonna keep getting like new remakes and indies and things like that and and it's i don't know the switch could still be a dream machine like everyone is mad at nintendo for never just letting us just have all the old games and i (laughs) i can agree with that i get that um thing was is emulators exist and i don't have qualms um it would be nice to just be able to just have them legit or something. It's they're making a move that I'm not a fan of, and that is Fire Emblem Original. You can finally play it on the Switch. <laughs> I don't know if it's out yet or it's coming out, but you got to drop you got to drop money for it instead of just it being in the Nintendo uh, the Nintendo online thing. And that's been a fun thing by the way. Nintendo online and Super Nintendo online has been really fun. They're bringing in games I didn't even know existed, and they've been actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, like, I played Boat Race with my sister. It's a Nintendo game, and it's not a really? good game. Not good at all. But it's just a funny thing to play that's bad. Like, it's one of those bad, it's kind of good <laughs> kind of games on the Nintendo. Okay. <laughs> uh, but they also have, like, Tetris Attack, or was it Puy- not Puyo, Puyo? Maybe it's Puyo, Puyo or or something Panic. Like, they have that game that yep. you can play, and that's a game I, I enjoyed a lot when I was younger, so I'm happy to have that available on the Switch. Just have the online service. So, there's been a nice library to play on those things, and they have been adding more games. It's just now they're like, well, we could make money, so let's put the more prestigious Nintendo games in a different category where you have to buy them for a higher price. So, there's that now. Yeah. I don't know if I like that or not.
1: I, I hope they keep doing it. I just hope they do it with more care. And more mm-hmm. effort than they did with the the 3D All Stars. Although I have enjoyed oh, yeah. Galaxy, I played that a little bit, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't played Sunshine yet. But it's, it seems like they didn't really even try that hard yeah. at uh, all to do Sunshine anything. The Sunshine people
0: are really mad about Sunshine. Really? Because uh, there's just there isn't care. It it really feels like they just they just they just ported it and didn't yeah. really put a lot of work to make the port good.
1: Same with 64. I know those people were upset because they yeah. messed up how you speed run and stuff.
2: So
0: it's very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Because they, because it was a $60 game, wasn't it? Like they could have yeah. put in the time to polish mm-hmm. these games up, and they didn't. So you can understand the people who feel insulted by that. I think you can understand them.
1: Yeah. Well, Galaxy keep just keep doing finished.
0: it. <laughs> yeah, keep doing. Uh, then there's the just March 31st thing where it goes away, which people are like, "What the hell with that?" <laughs> have you played mario 35
1: uh what is that
0: that's the online uh where it's you you play like original mario versus 35 other people or 34 oh no other people. no that's really fun i didn't expect it to be so fun really like i enjoyed tetris 99 but i just could not beat anyone. i could not get first i got second
1: <laughs> yeah same i never won i played so many matches back when it came out and i I got second, I think, once, and like fifth was usually where I would land if I did really, really well.
0: Like it's it's a fun concept, I enjoy it, and it's free, so there you go. And since with Super Mario 35, uh, it's a free thing. I don't know if it goes away at March or not, but it's free. It's well, if you have online, uh, it's fun. I enjoy it. The novelty's is pretty interesting, and just a fun game if you're a Mario fan. If you're a Mario fan, it's enjoyable. So I recommend playing it. It's free if you have online.
1: Uh yeah, I'll I'll check it out. I actually haven't uh haven't really heard anything about it. I remember seeing it announced, but I barely.
0: It was didn't. just a funny concept. I like it. Um, anything else? Nintendo? Just oh, there's fun stuff on there, and there's really there's hours and hours of content just in the Nintendo store, the Nintendo Online and Super Nintendo Online. There's a lot of really good ones because there's also just RPGs in there. There's like sixty hour RPGs in there, so you can get a lot of content out of there, which is fun. I'm more bang for your buck is what I mean, actually. Yeah. So I, I think we've talked plenty. Yeah. Um. Uh, good having you on. Um. It was fun. Thank you. Thank you. Talking about Star Wars and seeing your view <laughs> on things. And...
1: i just i really wanted to unleash <laughs> and because i've been having these arguments with people now because it's getting a little uh getting a little pushback mm-hmm. you know because i said the last jedi was like flawed or whatever and that got some pushback from people that lean left surprisingly uh and and you know i said i've been saying some things i've said what i said about mandalorian but i didn't say it in the, the capacity that i said on so i wanted to at least uh Talk about it with somebody, and then uh, I don't know who ends up listening to this, but maybe someone will uh, understand where I'm coming from better. I don't know.
0: Hmm. I think just reasonably speaking, and not really pragmatically speaking, but just it's it's, it's a flawed movie. Come on. <laughs> I don't know how you can think it's flawless. <laughs> you just can't. I As much You're... as I enjoy it, as much as I could watch it right now, I know it's yeah. flawed. Come on now. Come on.
1: I'm so. I really want to talk to your moderate Republican friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can't remember his rant. Oh god, because he's really opinionated about it too. Oh, I think it comes I... from the fact he's argued because he's 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 moderate Republican. And he's of course around a lot of Republicans, so he's he has arguments all the time about the Last Jedi. Wow. But he does not like uh, Rogue One either. So. Really. Yeah. Like so, he likes Last Jedi, but he doesn't like Rogue One. Um.
1: All right, he's an edge case. I'm just gonna go ahead and say it.
0: <laughs> you can always argue that.
1: <laughs> I mean, he's just—he's someone. He, he, statistical outlier does not apply to my uh, my theory, <laughs> my model.
0: Always. Positive. Anything. But yeah, just um, oh, I think, I think we're a, a a lot of people, and sometimes ourselves are probably guilty of hyper hyperbole, and that's definitely one saying it's a flawless movie. Yeah. So I'll end it there. Um, well, have Spiff, again, uh, Spiff again someday in the future when he really wants to rant about something. Now, just some something will come up where we want to talk, I'm sure. I don't know what it'll be, but I yep. don't see why we wouldn't talk about something.
1: I think when I... Uh, oh, there was something... Something popped into my head that is either coming out or I'm going to play it. I don't know. There's a, there's a game. When I okay. play it, I'll let you know what my thoughts are.
0: <laughs> and we can always fall back on movies too because I know I've seen a lot, oh, you've yeah. seen more than I have. Um, but of like, what? there's always opinions on whatever movies. Like in general, I think you've oh, seen more than me. Maybe. But like I like I think I'm like like well you can't see my hands so I'm like here when it comes to film and you're you're a bit above <laughs> me because you've actually done some film stuff too. <laughs>
2: um
1: yeah sure (laughs) (laughs) i mean you know it's funny i know i may know more of the technical ins and outs and know some of the structure of things more and the language of it but at the end of the day the stuff that i appreciate is the same stuff that anyone would appreciate Hmm. so it doesn't i don't feel like elevated or anything there's just there's certain it it, a lot of it just comes down to taste you know and what it's like everything i guess but it really, just comes down to uh, where your where your tastes lie and and what you're what you're looking for in something. And I think that's that's funny. I, just, I mean, like you know, when you're talking about the Mandalorian, people look at that and and have completely different things that they want out of it. Like one of my friends was saying that it's always been fan service, and that's exactly why I loved it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not what it was at all. And <laughs> And now it's becoming that, and I hate it. And we're just on the you know completely different side of the thing.
0: I would argue <clears throat> which, it's been fringe fan service because it's bringing yes. you things that you've never that you've only seen in like one moment in the movies. Yes, I, I'd argue it's that. Or, but so it's exploring things that we don't get to explore in the movies, which is nice.
1: And that's what I liked about it. If it was gonna reference things, it was a quick moment or a character here and there, but it wasn't what season two is to me, where it seems like every episode has to have somebody that you're going to recognize, you know, or know, like, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think that was true in the first season. What, maybe I'm wrong. Cause I, I don't know enough about rebels and the other stuff, but
0: um, having watched rebels and I've consumed everything, but the books at this point, um, okay. season one, very much on the French. It did a good job being out there.
1: Uh, yeah, I love that man.
0: It just just referencing it just referenced things that were on the on the outside, like um, the like the Ugnaught. That's what is what he is. I have spoken. That guy's an uggnot. Ugnaught. Uggnots are they randomly do okay. in Clone Wars? Uh, they're I think they're in Jabba's palace, or they're in like a forge or something. I can't remember right now. Like they're there for a, a little bit in the movies. Or they might be at Cloud City, I forget. they might be in Cloud City doing the uh um, yeah. the the Carbonite. And so we sure. just get a little bit of them there. And here he's an actual like supporting character, and Ognot's a supporting character. You got the bounty hunter bot, you all we know is it's a badass, and then we get to see it be badass. That's cool. And... I think the
1: difference is that that stuff was just in the show yeah. and it didn't draw attention to itself. It was just like
0: Yeah, and that's what makes it special. Um, It didn't go, we're "Ah, going out of our way. Yeah, it's like, hey, we got this thing, huh? Um, Yeah. I agree. Like, that's the nice thing about it is uh, they just have, they're just, there's these races right here, and we got to see the chicken walker actually be a threat for once. Like, that's nice. (laughs) And because they're always just the joke thing because the big mammoths are there. Like, why would you care about the chicken walker when the mammoth is there too? uh so like it's we just get to appreciate some of the lesser things more we get to see i'd say like we got to appreciate the lines in the armor the grain the grains and in, in the clothing things like that we got to appreciate that a bit more
2: mm-hmm.
0: instead of just the big veneer so yeah all right <laughs> that has <laughs> been basically podcast it's always fun talking with you uh spiff
1: yes thank you so much that was very fun
0: so i had fun talking hope you all had fun watch watching well not watching listening but that's what's <laughs> all about isn't it having fun Thanks coming by and see y'all next time
1: yeah see ya